This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. Good morning, Tom. Hello. Goodbye. Top of joy. <laughs> You're going to go already. We just turned on the mic. We just I'm started. I'm over again. I told you that. I can't do this Thursday morning. Why are you hung over? What have you been up to? I, I went to the Regent Ballroom last night with a fundraiser. They're called the Hummingbirds, and like, there was no one under 90 in there. Right. I've not seen. Some of them couldn't even walk because of the amount of jewellery they had around them. So, so they weren't humming. There was a moment there as I was kissing everyone. I thought, oh, I could do that pirate from Carabina and kiss them, <laughs> swallow one of their earrings. And just, <laughs> there was a moment there where I thought, oh, I could I could swallow that little diamond brooch. <laughs> but other than that, you know what? They wore me out. Why? Dancing with them for hours. I mean, I tell you what. You know what? The elderly can surprise you. And then we had Baba, which was like an ABBA cover ABBA. band. That was so much Ab- fun. Tell me something, though. Mm. Now, you're, you're an ABBA fan, like yep. me. Are they... The They're s- great. I closed my eyes and I could see Benny Bjorg up there. Really? Yeah. Mika was giving it off. Yeah. Frida was... Yeah. So they were... Because I've never seen them. No, but when you open your eyes, you look to go, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it was no Apple looking. But they sounded but great. You had a good time. And it was, it was raising time. It was raising money. We raised a million bucks we handed over to this surgeon. How great is that? And they do this What's wonderful... What's the cause? They're called Hummingbirds and they're basically a group of ladies right. that just raise money for doctors to do experimentally surgery. So things oh. that people could never afford to do, like, so hands back on. Oh, wow. Someone's face was amazing. One amazing. million dollars. Well done. Correct. I mean, it wasn't my million bucks, but, you know, look, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Did you touch the check? Yeah, it was really big. And I, I did actually, you know, one of those big novelty <laughs> checks that had come out. And there was a moment there with the pen because we were doing raffle tickets. So I was going to change my name and put Tom across there. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this novelty hug. Can you imagine me going to the Commonwealth Bank with that check? It says my name. <laughs> In the queue. Now, Tom, there's two things I don't eat. Lobster. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I just don't like the way they kill them. And octopus. Because, you know, you see the octopus and it selects who's going to be the winner of the soccer and it makes decisions. Oh, yes. That does not do that. <laughs> that does. does not. They're smart thing, And they they figure their way out you know of what? things. They are so smart. But let me tell you, a bit of salt and pepper. No. Get, oh, yum, salt and pepper. <laughs> Oh, pepper squid. It's like the best. And then if you put it on top of lobster, oh, God, I'd never get up. I'm not sure of what the most humane way, and is there a humane way to kill a lobster? I mean, it's just horrible. You hear horror stories. And uh, Anyway, there's an owner of a restaurant in the US reckons Mm -hmm. that she's got a way of doing it, of of killing lobsters. Well, let me tell you, the Americans are a smart bunch, so they they voted in Trump, so they'd have to know what to do. Well, she may be one of the Trump voters because she gets them high on cannabis. Oh, she gets them stoned. She gets them stoned. She calls them high-end lobsters. What is this? She gets out there with the little pipe, you know, a Mr. Juicy bottle and a garden hose. And is it? I'm not quite sure how she's getting them high. She, she. It involves placing the creatures in a plastic container filled with pot-laced water. Well, I think that sounds like animal cruelty. And then letting smoke enter through a hose. I reckon it is too. I don't think it's. Yeah, really that good doesn't at all. sound very nice. She says she she believes oh, okay. she believes. This is what it says. This technique makes the crustaceans more relaxed and even sedated. So when it's finally time to boil them, it's more humane. What a load of crap! Yeah, I think 
You, could, you should stop smoking the weed, sweetheart. She <laughs> should give to the lobster. She says, I feel bad that when lobsters come in here, there's no exit strategy. Yeah, there oh. is. <laughs> they're they're going to get out again. I'm going to eat them and I'm going to poop them out tomorrow. They're she, getting out. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'm going to send them back to the water eventually. She says there's no scientific evidence, so obviously. And a lobster named Roscoe was calmer three weeks after it, got, it went through this treatment. How would she know if a lobster is calmer? It's probably been stuck in a tank for three weeks, bored and depressed. She hasn't cooked it yet, because I'm telling you, after I boil them, they're a lot happier. (laughs) (laughs) They get get lovely orange, add a bit of butter, Mm, yum. Well, she hasn't got approval to sell it to customers yet. She claims that it won't get the customers high. Okay. um, But she's hoping to sell them by the end of the month. I'm sure at her restaurant you're not going to get any marijuana because she's smoking a lot of it. Coming up after nine o'clock, Melbourne's most uplifting music mix with Dana. And it's your first shift. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, guys. I'm super psyched for today. But we're going to talk about something, aren't we? We are, because a new study shows dogs may become more anxious and possibly suffer from depression <laughs> when their owners overuse their smartphones. Do you know which what, is true. Fuzzy do you know how we got that? this? Because you know, Fuzzy sent me a letter. Did he? he did. What did he say? Oh, I was talking to Fuzzy and he said, I'm telling you, he will not get off Grinder." I mean, Fuzzy's had enough, you know. Fuzzy says, I do not need more creepy men in and out. I wonder why he's depressed. You know what? I tell you what, when I do get my phone out and if I am looking at it for a while, he does get upset and he comes up and he starts pouring me. But see, we were talking about this yesterday. I get upset. So we're sitting on a lounge. I don't, you know, we've got a hubby of 19 years. We're sitting on a lounge together. We're watching a TV. And if he picks up his phone and starts looking at it, I get so cranky. You get cranky? Yeah. And I go, how dare you ignore me? And he goes, but you're watching TV. And I go, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. But one eye looks at him with the evils. And yeah. then I forget what's happening. I get a bit annoyed too if someone picks it up while you're, you're, you know, you're there. You're having dinner with them. You're whatever you're doing together. And they're on their phone the whole time. I think, well, yeah, I'm a big, um, I hate the phones on dates. You'd not a big data. No, don't even put it on the table. But not just dates, or just like just any social interaction. I mean, yeah. unless it's an emergency, you're not curing cancer. I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> old-fashioned. There, There's an app for that. Don't you know that? <laughs> what, what, to <laughs> cure cancer? There is an app. Don't for you that. Wish. We'll talk about that one day. Actually, there is a um, the United Kingdom-based study focused on how welcoming a pet, specifically a dog, could help people suffering from mental health. But they also learned during this study that dogs may suffer from depression when their human handlers ignore them. What sort of symptoms have we got here? You said pouring at your leg. Well, he sits there, he huffs, he puts his... Oh. <laughs> well, really, I always thought more that would be sitting in a dark room, you know, <laughs> you know, listening to... What was that Wonder Word song by that, you know, all the depressing music? A bit of Enya. Enya, paint their fingernails black, you know, walking around going, I don't like my life. Yeah. <laughs> Getting those really spiky dog collars. Oh, that's right. Oh, we, shit, I think I've dated one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got three dogs, though. What does they do to you if you ignore them and you're on your phone? I never ignore my dogs. They come first. Well, then you wouldn't do anything because they always want the attention. No, but you're right. When I get the little laptop out, the big one comes and puts the paws on it and she goes, a dippy, dippy, tappy, tippy. <laughs> and you know how bad my writing is. Sometimes <laughs> I come through and I think... So that's why when you print stuff out for us to do on air, it looks funny. It's terrible. I, I write stuff down, hand it to Warren, and then I go, please spell check. I mean, this computer's stupid. I thought I'd learn to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see in the paper this week that there's a war being waged? Aged. A war. A, a, a war in parks and primary schools across the country. As in like W-A-R? Yep. As in like we, 
yep. war is bad. Yep, absolutely. Oh. They're not having wars in children. They want to remove... It's not Lord of the Flies. They want to remove uh, monkey bars. What do you mean those things you hang across? Yes. Well, how, how are you meant to build up your muscles when well, you're a weakling well, little that's what kid propon- and you've got to swing across and that's... That's right. Well, that's what proponents say. They say they encourage children to play outside when in an age dominated by screens. Let's go back. When I was a kid, we had big monkey bars. When you fell off them, what did you hit? Cement. Yes. Cement. <laughs> At least when my children were growing up and they fell off the monkey bars, what did they hit? Um, those wood chips. The pine bark. Yeah, so they ended up with, you know, you're getting splinters out of them and, you know, they're f- so now they're not even allowed on monkey bars. No, well, they're still allowed on them, but there's a movement to try and get them removed. Those who want to see them replaced say they're among the leading cause of childhood accidents and can lead to traumatic injuries. Well, I reckon that's going to be wrong because, okay, you fall off a monkey bar and you hit your head and you smack it open, you get a few stitches and, and you're fine. it's not the you're concrete fine. anymore, is it? You're moving on. Now they're going to sit there the whole time they're on their little iPad-y, you know, Game Boy, yeah. you know, whatever. They're not going to have long-term effects on their fingers. The, and their head, their head facing foot, forward. Yeah. Their posture. All get them out on the monkey bars and smash their backs back into... You know, correct posture. <laughs> well, apparently Monash University's Victorian Injury Surveillance Unit yep. has found a 41% increase in emergency department presentations in Victoria as a result of monkey bar injuries over the past so decade. So you'd expect this from a university because they're a bunch of wusses. But they're you know also, what? oh, you can't do this. You're not allowed to drink anymore at university. You can't do this. I mean, that's the only reason I went to uni when I was a kid. But what's happened in the last few years? Kids have got phones. Maybe they're on the monkey bars looking at their phones. That's probably true, isn't and it? And they're sitting there. No, because they're being so weak. They've got no upper body strength. Look, this is fantastic. I used to think, I used to throw my children off things. And we're not throwing, but, you know, I used to say, like, get out there and play hard as a kid. And I'd throw I, my kids come head first off things and think, here we go, first broken bone. Not one of them broke a bone. Yeah, this Let is resilient. Let them be children. Get well, out. They, um, anyway, they want to replace the monkey bars with space nets. I'm not sure what they are, but... Oh, a... they're boring. They look like spider webs yeah. and they hang up there and that's not the same. It's not the same as like, gripping for your life on that... Hanging up. On that bar that's been sitting in the sun. It's so hot. And the cement at the bottom <laughs> of the it, cement. that's what made you tougher. And then half the time the local hoods used to smash all their beer bottles around <laughs> the thing. So, so not only were you trying to get across the cement, it had broken glass. Exactly. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.